Chicken butt. Chicken butt is it's really, really good. Is it? Is it a tender butt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really cheeky. This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Hey, Ann, on this week's edition of This Bites, as you know, Summerfest kicked off this week. That means it is summer. Yeah, kids are out. It's uh, barbecue time, grilling time, you know, and baseball. And it also means camp, summer camp. But we're not talking about camp for kids. No way. We're talking about camp for adults. This is a really cool camp called Chef Camp in Minneapolis that's happening later this summer. We're going to get into that. Really sounds interesting. You remember going to summer camp no, when you were a kid? No, we had this conversation in a previous episode. Yeah, yeah. I've never been to camp. You have. Oh, yeah. But guess what? I've probably seen every kid's movie that was Involved set camp. at a camp. So uh, uh, Minneapolis uh, on uh, this summer, August 30th, the weekend, I think it is, the last weekend of uh, August. Yeah, that sad time of year when summer's yeah. ending. There's this camp called Chef Camp. Yes, Chef Camp, where a bunch of chefs host a camp for uh, uh, adults. For grown-ups. For grown-ups. And this is in Minneapolis. So the chefs are mostly from Minneapolis. Some are James Beard winning chefs. Well, we should say it's it's a, a drive outside, yeah. a little a short drive outside short drive of Minneapolis. It's 90 minutes outside of, Sturgeon of Lake. Sturgeon Lake. Sturgeon Lake is where it's at. Not only do you get to eat like amazing food and hang out with some really cool chefs, you get to learn from them in a variety of classes each attendee will take three classes over the course of the weekend. Each class will include a one chef and between 10 and 15 students. There will also be some hands-on involvement with the classes. In addition to some of those culinary classes, there will be cocktail classes where you get to learn about making cocktails from people from Bittercube, mm-hmm. which we mentioned before. We have news about them later in this episode. What also, what I think is also really cool about it uh, is uh, maybe being part of and watching these chefs cook over an open fire. I mean, with their cast iron pans and, and doing it, really kind of roughing it in a way, but using probably like indigenous ingredients to min- like Minnesota seasonal ingredients, the fish, you know, different fish from the lakes of Minnesota, um, and just incorporating in mm-hmm. all of these things that we already know about, which is seasonal, sustainable, that sort of thing, but also just out in the out in the open, open air, air amid pine trees. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It sounds like a really beautiful uh, yeah. They do setting. It. They do this uh, uh, once a year, but they also this is the third year. I think third year, yeah. But they also offer uh, where you, if you're like a, a business and want to build a team building kind of exercise, they can set up a custom uh, chef camp and bring it to you. But I, I guess probably if you lived in Minnesota, so I mean <laughs> maybe they'll bring it to Milwaukee for you. Might have to pay a little extra for it. But I think it's really cool if you need to get away from the kids, do something completely different instead of like. Maybe like a staycation, some people go to a staycation in Chicago, maybe head to Minnesota and do this chef camp, you know, especially if you love food. And like there's a really cool video showing like the, the, the cooking process. They show them how to use cast iron skillets. It's really looks really, really fun. So, so, so I think if you like camping, you like being out mm. in, in the open air, you want to be out mm. in, the, in the woods and you love food. Yeah. It sounds like it's a really cool, yeah, it's cool really cool, worth little different it. thing to do this summer, I think. But they also have an additional class before the event in August. If you want to head to uh, the Twin Cities, which I'm thinking about doing, it's on July 26th, a couple days after my birthday. They're doing a, a chef camp in the city where they're showing how people make yakitori. You know what yakitori is? Yeah. 
So sure people do. don't know what yakitori is. It's kind of a Japanese skewered meat. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly chicken, like all parts of the chicken. So the class shows you how to break down an entire chicken and put them on skewers and grill them like, with like yakitori with the sauce Some and gizzards? all that kind of stuff. Yeah, gizzards, everything. Um, chicken butt. Chicken butt. Chicken butt is it's really, really good. Is it? Is it a tender butt? Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really cheeky. <laughs> but yeah, but Camp in the City Yakitori, which is on Thursday, July 26th. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. pride, pride, pride. Now we're back on this bites, and we're going to talk about Bitter Cube. We mentioned Bitter Cube earlier. They're going to be at that chef camp in Minnesota later this summer, but they're doing something big. Yeah, it's a in big Milwaukee. It's, yeah, well, so. you remember when they were running the Doc Eighteen Cocktail Lab, uh, yeah. um, which uh, is in the Lincoln where was in the Lincoln mm-hmm. Warehouse, and also part of distilling. Well, it was it was the it was the Twisted Path. It, it was, was it was, like it was little, confusing yeah. because. It was it was part of it seemed like it was part of Twisted Path, but it was being operated by yeah. Bitter Cube. So anyway, um, they, they it's an interesting story because they're nine years old now. Did you realize that Bitter Cube? And yeah, they're and they, a national company now. Yes, they are. I've found their bitters in California. Uh, they um, first came out commercially with their bitters in 2010. Mm-hmm. 2014 is when they moved in Lincoln Warehouse, and now big news is that they have been approved to construct a building or construction on a building. That is at 48th uh, in Lisbon. So that's kind of in the Sherman Park area. I guess it's officially or that area is called Uptown Crossing. And um, so that's really awesome. They're going to be located over there. Um, Their intention, I think, is to um, be open in the fall, hopefully, and start construction maybe or whatever they're going to be doing construction wise. Late summer. Yep. So it's an eight thousand seven hundred square foot space, which is going to be be production, production, production facility. But. They're going to have a bar that at the very least is going to be open on the weekends or at least to start. Mm-hmm. They're um, going to have a shop where you can come in and buy. They have like eight different kinds of bitters. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to come out with some new products as well. So you can go. So I know they were talking about doing like uh, liqueurs and tonics. Yeah, and that stuff. would be really, really awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, they have something called um, on the fly cocktail courier program. And that's something that I guess has seen some some big growth over the last year, and it's going to enable them to actually launch this in more of a in more of a, a bigger format because mm. now they're going to have the space. They really need the space, which they they don't have Lincoln yeah. at Lincoln Warehouse. Um, but the, so going back to that boutique area, so they're going to be selling their bitters, tonics, on the fly, the on the fly elixirs. Maybe that's what you were thinking about. Bar tools and reference materials. Okay. So. Then what's also extremely cool about this is the apothecary is going to be open for public tours on the weekends Mm. and public. And then you can book like a private private tour, cocktail classes, and and there's going to be an event space that you can book, you know, you can book private events at. So there's a lot of stuff that this space could be for them. Um, Really, and and really, I think, uh, signals exactly how much they have grown. Yeah. And and how much success they've had just in the last eight years since they launched the first bitters. Yeah, their bitters are fantastic. I got the cherry bark one. Do you use it a lot? Uh, Sometimes when I like, I drink a little whiskey, bourbon. I might put a little drop in it. Okay, just with ice. Don't really make cocktails. I I just like adding a little bit of hints of flavor. Yeah, yeah. 
I was well, making cocktails for a while. I, I also really like that they're um, going to be opening in the Sherman Park kind of area. area. Yeah, I think cool. that's a great um, initiative, too. So cool. there you go. Next is a new restaurant happening in Cedarburg. What's going on there? Yeah. Uh, we Okay, so this restaurant is called uh, Brandywine, which do you know what Brandywine is, Drake? You want to hear something funny? I always when I lived in funny. South Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina, the street I lived on was called Brandy, Brandy Wine? Wine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, Brandy who, Wine Drive. Who'd have thunk it? Um, apparently, Brandy Wine in this context refers to an Amish variety of heirloom tomatoes. Mm. And um, the owner, Andrew Wilson, who used to work at Bacchus, um, his mother was a gardener and she used to grow a lot of these heirloom tomatoes. Oh. And so it's kind of a, you know, sort of a um, reference uh, to homage. his mother, an homage or ode to his yeah. mother. And it also fits in a little bit with the theme because they're going to be doing a lot of seasonal, mm-hmm. a lot of vegetables. Um, it's kind of, it seems to have a bit of an Italian focus, the menu. Um but as you know, chefs are all in, all in with you know local ingredients and seasonal things. And he does say that he's going to have some some of those heirloom okay. tomatoes on the menu. Um, Do you know what's going to be many ideas? What's going to be? On yes. The menu? Okay. So I was going to get to that, but I wanted to say first that the the building that he's opening in is really cool. It's right on Washington Avenue in downtown Cedarburg. Um, it most recently was the Chamber of Commerce, the Cedarburg Chamber mm-hmm. of Commerce. But apparently, based on research they did, it dates to like 1862. So it's been everything from a blacksmithing and wagon making business <laughs> to a grocery store to a dress shop. There's so much history to this space. Um, and so there were a lot of things that they wanted to keep. So the hardwood floors, there's an old tin ceiling. I've seen the photos. It is beautiful. Um and rustic, kind of yeah. has a rustic, almost saloon-like feel to it. Like the, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like those old sort of stools at the, yeah. the bar. A lot you know, of wood. Yeah, a lot of wood. So the menu um, is going to offer appetizers and um, larger plates. And a few things that he mentioned um, were a homemade spaghetti with veal shank ragu. These are going to sound pretty rich mm-hmm. and kind of more fall-like. Um, a braised short rib with roasted potatoes, Parmesan cream, and arugula. He also uh, has mentioned that they're going to be doing a lot of vegetarian things. So people that are that that have um, that are that eat meatless yeah. are going to definitely be able to find a lot of things there. They have they're going to have their own um, dessert program with three different items every or every day. Um, not every not not three different <laughs> items every day, but three different <laughs> items on the dessert <laughs> menu. Um, there's also out, going to be outdoor dining right on Washington Avenue, and they are planning to open for dinner uh, on. July 5th, so the day after the 4th. And then um, uh, sometime after that, he hopes to be open for brunch, like Sunday brunch, 10 to 3. And um, so anyway, just it's he has a has a has obviously a really good background having worked at Bacchus. His sous chef um, also worked with him at Bacchus. Um, And yeah, I I think it's I think it's a great a great uh, win for for Cedarburg to have like a nice restaurant like this on their right on their main drag mm-hmm. like that. Um, and uh, it sort of seems like it marries the history of that building with some kind of more mm. modern flavors too. Yeah, I might make a trip out modern there. style. Yeah. I rarely go to Cedarburg. I think I've been to Cedarburg. The first time I went to Cedarburg was last year. Really? Yeah. The very first time. Okay, mm-hmm. so you were not at the most recent Strawberry Festival. 
I've never been to Strawberry Fest. I haven't been for a while, but I used to go when I was a kid, and it was it, they didn't close down the streets. It was really easy to kind of come in mm-hmm. and because every all the vendors were just on the sidewalk, and you could drive down the street. Now it's so big that they have all these. I mean, it's they all close the street down. Oh yeah, okay. and you you can like take like a shuttle from a different a parking lot somewhere. I mean, it is huge now. I know. I want to get some strawberry wine. That's that thing, right? Yeah, Cedar yeah. Creek Winery. It would be the place. Do they do like strawberry cider and all that kind of stuff too? I don't know. Oh. I don't know, but I mean, it's a winery, so I'm yeah. assuming they just have wines yeah, there. Okay. But you should check that out. Okay. Actually, cool. you might really like that. Well, yeah, maybe I'll Cedarburg, check it out. Cedarburg is very charming, mm-hmm. and it's the kind of thing that um, I mean, it gets very busy on the weekends, but it is a fun Little. place to, and just to go up and down the street. Okay. Finally, let's just talk about the the good folks at Bartolotta. Yeah, Bartolotta. Um, most recently, Ristorante Bartolotta, which is their very first restaurant, opened in '93. Okay. My gosh, twenty five years. Twenty five wow. years. Twenty five years since they opened it. My uh, yeah. one of my employees is wasn't even born. Yeah, I'm in that boat with some of our yeah. with our interns. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, they have reopened for dinner um, June 27th, so this past Wednesday. After doing a total refresh of the dining room, and they completely redid the kitchen, too. This is the first time they've done this in 25 years. And it's kind of like part of this whole 25th anniversary for them. And also, I think they kind of wanted to kind of do a little refresh on mm-hmm. their flagship restaurant. Juan Herbieta has been the chef there for a long time. He is fantastic. Um, and his whole thing is kind of traditional, regional Italian mm-hmm. specialties. And if you... If you if the thing about this Bartolotta restaurant, there's always going to be classics that you yeah. can go back and get, like calamari. They've always been known for their calamari, really good Caesar salad, the pasta with the duck ragu. However, and you're probably wondering, okay, they did this little um, refresh. Does that mean the menu has changed? Not yet, but Juan is planning to do um, a, a, a menu refresh. Later this summer. So that's when you can expect some some different things coming to the menu, um, but not quite yet. So, But if yeah. you want to get your, your fix of Ristorante Bartolotta, which has been closed now, it is the time Sounds to do good. that. Nice. Well, that concludes this week's edition of This Bites. This Bites is produced by Tyrone Miller. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from Society Insurance and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org, on iTunes, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And as always, and stay hungry. And keep the Malort cold. Yep, got your bottle waiting for you right outside. <laughs> right. You know, they do they have Malort at Summerfest? No, because they can only serve beer and wine, right? Yes. Or it's, it's, margaritas it's, or too high class for Summerfest. <laughs> right. Okay. You know, I, I think it would just... You know, it tarnished the brand of Malort. You think? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a f- fancy stuff. Let me tell yeah. you. When you, especially when you age it in bourbon barrels for five years. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh, Tariq. Mm. I got some aged with some Malort for you. Thank right. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The older, the better. Oh, yeah. That's what they always say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tariq. Have a great one. See you at